Welcome to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy Thake and Paul Schaeflein. Each week, you'll catch us speaking to expert developers about new tech, lessons learned, and opinions in this space. So today on the show, I'm delighted to welcome a couple of folks from Microsoft, Derek Bicot, forgive me if I said it wrong, and Utsa Santosh. Welcome, folks. Hello. Thanks for having us. A special treat this week, Jeremy and I are both in the interview this week, which doesn't happen every time, so it's good to see you again, buddy. Yeah, good to see you too, man. So we'll start with you, Utsa. Please introduce yourself, say your name correctly, and tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, so my name is Utsa. I'm a software engineer here at Microsoft on the DevTunnels team. Great, thank you. And Derek? Yeah, hi, everyone. My name is Derek Bequi, and I am the engineering manager for DevTunnels. Nice. So the people who think about the work and the people who do the work. I love that. So <laughs> I'll throw this out for either one of you. What are DevTunnels? Great question to kick us off. Um, so DevTunnels is a service for developers that allow them to securely expose local web services to the internet. Um, there are like a bunch of benefits to using it, like being able to control who has access to the tunnel and easily being able to debug your web applications from anywhere. Right now, it is available in Visual Studio and across all platforms using the CLI. Okay, so if I'm debugging a web application, can't I just open the browser tools and look at what's going on? Why? What, what is this dev tunnel thingy? Yeah, I think the reason you'd want to use dev tunnels in that sort of scenario is that you have one device that wants to communicate with another that, that doesn't have a direct network connection to it. So for example, you can imagine that you're developing a mobile application that wants to connect to a backend. You're running the backend locally on your machine, but it's only accessible on localhost. So obviously, your mobile device will not have direct access to localhost. So with DevTunnels, you'll get a URL that's publicly addressable, um, but secure by default. So through that, your mobile application can then contact our service, which will then relay the request onto your local application. So the great value there is like, obviously, you immediately get that connectivity between the two. But then in addition, you can also immediately do debugging and things like that, hitting breakpoints directly from requests coming in from your mobile apps. I'm assuming there are some really solid reasons here of why we've built this when, as a developer for a long time, I've built a bunch of iOS apps. Um, Ngrok was something I've used in the past to, to do this. What, what are some of the reasons that we as Microsoft have decided to build this tooling versus you know, point people to Ngrok? As, I know there are other solutions as well. There's definitely like a bunch of services for developers to use when creating web apps, um, but there are a couple of cool benefits of DevTunnels. Derek kind of touched on a couple of them earlier. One of them is that we are, you know, secure by default. We also offer persistent URLs and um, that just allows you to use kind of the same URL as you're debugging throughout using your tunnel. And then also you could host multiple ports on a single dev tunnel and the service is available around the world. Uh, and then on top of all of this, so all these really cool benefits are offered to all of our customers for free with user limits right off the bat. So it just offers really great debugging tools uh, for any developer. Yeah, so I, I have to admit I've used tunnels before, right? And, and the scenario that I first came across was de developing a bot for the bot framework and the bot framework in Azure needs to talk to an endpoint. Again, that's the local host issue that you mentioned, Derek, right? And, and so 
that's yet another scenario. I hadn't thought about mobile devices bit. But now, can we dive a little bit deeper into what you mean by secure by default, right? So web traffic normally isn't. Does this mean I have to create tokens and do all kinds of... What, what, explain to me what that means and how, what's the developer friction? Yeah, so I think there's a few aspects there. The first one is that when you create a tunnel, you create it using either your GitHub account, your Microsoft account, or your Azure AD account. So through that, it means that every tunnel that you're connected to, you know, is backed by um, one of those identities. The second aspect of that is that actually connecting to the tunnel. So unless you choose otherwise by default, you are the only one that can access that tunnel. So you can always choose to share it with other people or make it anonymous if you want to. But by default, um, it is only accessible to you. So for me, that would have been really useful on stage a few years ago where I was demoing on a dev box a service and someone got the URL and started making calls to the API mid-demo oh, no. using Postman and, and she broke my demo. And <laughs> was it me? No. Yeah. It was for a change, it wasn't you. I do remember laughing at the time, but it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> but but I guess what I'm worried about, and and this might just be my misunderstanding. If it's secure, does that mean, like, like if I'm developing a web app that is going to be available anonymously and I'm on my mobile device, do I have to write authentication code to log into the tunnel so I can hit my anonymous website? You love writing authentication code, though, Paul. Well, I do, but I'm pretending to be <laughs> someone else. <laughs> That's a great question. I think, um, so I think in that scenario, if you're planning for the app to be sort of public anyway, you can obviously just choose to make it anonymous. Um, but one of the cool features we do have is for a tunnel that doesn't have anonymous access, you can actually get an access token that you can then provide in your mobile application so that when it's making requests to your tunnel, it can make requests securely just because you've shared that token with your mobile device that no one else has. So when I first saw this, it was a magic thing that happened when I pressed F5 in Visual Studio. How, is there some type of management set? Of what, what else do I have to do, especially in this token world? Yeah, so by default, um, everything just sort of works seamlessly just because, for example, in Visual Studio, you are logged in with VS, you choose which account you're creating the tunnels with. And then when connecting, you will just, if you're already logged into that browser with that account, then you will just directly have access to your tunnel. Um, in the token scenario, this is also the case in Visual Studio, but it can also be done in the CLI, where for a tunnel that you own, you can request an access token that is valid for a period of time that you can then copy that access token to where you need it to be. For example, in your mobile application or some other third-party service. And then you provide that with a HTTP header. And when that request gets made to our DevTunnel service, we will authenticate you um, as the owner or having access to that tunnel. So is there some type of administrative overhead then on these tunnels? They just start and stop when they need it? Do I have to log on to a different site? And, and what's the management story around all of it? Yeah, so management happens in both the CLI or inside of Visual Studio. So inside of VS, there is a um, there is a tunnels pane that will show you exactly which tunnels you currently have, which ones are active right now, and what what is the state of them at any point in time. The nice thing with Dev Tunnels is that um, you can access these tunnels from anywhere. So tunnels that you create inside of Visual Studio are actually also available to be managed from the CLI as well. You mentioned somewhere on this thing, you get started for free with any of those accounts, but is there a premium aspect to this as well as the free product? Like, is there a delineation of what features work? 
for genuinely for free if I'm using Visual Studio Code and just want to start testing an API on the internet? Yeah. Uh, so right now it is free with certain user limits and you can find that um, probably on our website. But any other future plans, um, you can submit a GitHub issue for that. Okay. So, sorry. So that means that like there isn't an intention right now to have like a, a paid premium offering that has more advanced features. I'm thinking like you've mentioned about managing the tunnels as an individual, but like if I'm a team, can my team manage tunnels together or is it very much a personal view? Yeah. So I think the um, enterprise or team support is something that we're really at this point, just super keen to hear from folks about. So um, that's where we're looking for, for folks to give us feedback um, to let us know if there are specific capabilities you're interested in or if there are any specific limits that you appear to be hitting frequently, then that's the, those are the sort of things that we would be really interested to, to hear from folks about. And that's github.com slash Microsoft slash dev dash tunnels. Is that the right GitHub project? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. You're lucky you got a nice, easy one to remember. Okay, so now I remember back to my younger days and I would walk into a data center with my hands in my pockets because I didn't know what I was doing. And now here it is decades later and I still don't know anything about networking. So how much networking know-how do I need to make these things work? Oh, I can definitely take that question. I did not even know networking until I joined this team. But no, I I would say like as any level of developers, you can easily connect to a dev tunnel. Um, when I first started using it, that was kind of when I joined this team. They, we have great docs online. You just follow those instructions and all of a sudden um, you're using it. So it's super easy to use. And if my network administrator at my organization has questions, is there the doc spelled out there? I, I guess that some people really want to understand what's happening on the wire, right? So is that part of what I can find or coming soon or never mind, just it's, it's secure, <laughs> don't worry about it? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. We recently updated our docs to add a new security page. So that page covers um, details about what's happening under the hood. And it also provides instructions for um, any enterprises if they want to put controls around the use of dev tunnels in their organization. Yeah, that's really neat. So I, I remember this being announced and it was public preview. Are you still in public preview stage or are you generally available now? Like from, because I, I imagine like the tooling locally is okay because you can maintain it, but because there's a service element to this, um, is this generally available? Like should people be using this in production development environments? So the VS experience is generally available and the CLI is in public preview. Overall, in terms of production use cases, we see dev tunnels more focused around dev test, local environment sort of testing rather than deploying this and having customer traffic come to your dev tunnel. Yeah, yeah. No, it's more like as a developer, should we feel safe that this is a tool we can switch to from what we may have been using in the past? I, you're not turning it on and off and, and so forth in, in its usage. Yes, yes. So we've been running the VS experience um, for over a year now, um, and, and it's been GA for the last few months. The CLI experience is in public preview, and that is really more from the perspective of potential changes that may come in the CLI. So that is not GA at this point, just in, just because we may choose to change some of the CLI arguments or how the responses look, et cetera. But from a service perspective, yes, the VS experience is GA. 
And then that hosted service that you folks are running obviously is quote GA to support the Visual Studio experience, I'm guessing, right? Which is which is good to hear. Yeah. And we have several internal teams as well um, building experiences off of this. So. so we're talking a bit about CLI, which I hadn't heard about until we started the email thread to plan this, right? So because one of my use cases ends up being like around the SharePoint framework development. And I typically do a gulp task to or NPM task to start doing all the stuff that has to happen. And so I'm guessing with the CLI, I can add that to my quote tool chain and then start the tunnel at the same time it's doing the local host ser- serving and stuff, right? Yes. Yes, that's exactly true. Okay. Now, one of the things I like about tunnels that I've used before is I can look at the traffic that's coming in and see the request response and hit a button to redo it. Does those capabilities uh, allowed or available in your tunnel as well? Yeah, so dev tunnels, uh, we have something that um, we think is a pretty cool experience, um, which is inspection using the browser dev tools. So you will, you, there's a URL that you can access that will give you access to see exactly what are the API requests coming into your service. Um, so that allows you to filter requests by like the method, by you can even like view the images that are coming for the request responses, etc. We don't support doing uh, replay requests yet, um, but that's a feature that we're super keen to, um, to support in the future. And so if I know how to look at network traffic in the browser, I know how to look at the tool, right? I guess. Uh, yes. I love reusing the skills like that. that, that that's pretty terrific stuff. Yeah, the, the replay thing would be awesome. There's been a bunch of scenarios where like, rather than me actually operating the phone and every time I wanted to run for a test, being able to just replay it over and over again would be great. Yeah, that, especially when it came in the bot framework world, there was a lot of that where, right? yeah, because having to do either the web chat or the Teams, whatever, all the all the ceremony to, to send a request, if, I, if I've got yeah. it there, I hit the button. There's only, there's only so many times we want to say pepperoni to what is your favorite pizza in the pizza lot, right? <laughs> I can imagine that would be a, that would be a huge time saver. <laughs> now, um, Obviously, we've touched on a little bit of things that we think maybe we, we'd like to use. Do you have other ideas or stuff you you want to share with or, or calls to action about what developers sh- should try or, or get back to you around? Yeah, I think um, we're super keen to um, hear from folks on the CLI experience um, and how they could see that being improved in the, fe- in the future. Um, we're also super keen to hear from folks about um, some of the more advanced capabilities of dev tunnels, so specifically around sharing tunnels with others and a lot of what we talked about earlier around like the token management and things like that. Those are those are things that we're super in- interested to learn more from. Um, in addition, I will say that we also support dev tunnels where you're basically getting local host on both sides, which is more of an advanced feature. But you can imagine that let's say you're running, um, let's say you're running an application on on my machine. I'm running it on localhost three thousand, and I want to share it with you, Jeremy. the The way that is more sort of like commonly known or documented today is that I would give you a URL that's like something dot and then you can access that. But it is actually possible for you, Jeremy, to also access my app on your localhost. Wow. Okay. Where on your end you would run our CLI, you would do dev tunnel connect with the tunnel ID. And what will happen is on your end, we will start an app uh, server on localhost 
on, let's say, the same port that I'm running localhost on so that when you visit your localhost, you're actually hitting my machine. That's clever. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's really clever. Yeah. And the nice thing of that is it is it supports TCP. So not just HTTP or WebSocket style requests. You can actually send just raw TCP across. So that's a feature that we haven't documented too much yet, but it's something that we're super interested to hear from if that is a use case people are interested in. I know we were talking about the multiple-headed local host bit, but I want to come back to the the protocols, right? So you're supporting not just HTTPS, but also WebSockets. Did I hear that? Which is beautiful, SignalR type stuff, right? And just raw plain TCP stuff, right? Anything else that's missing? Again, I'm not a network guy, but... <laughs> Yeah, those are those are the three we support right now. We also support um, HTTPS and secure WebSockets. So those are all options. That's really neat. So the the reason this kind of came into our world, um, this podcast is very focused around Microsoft three six five development and peers and John and a bunch of the dev dev team um, internally that work on the uh, the coding inside of VS for Microsoft Teams development and SharePoint development. In the past, would have had Ngrok built in and has flipped to dev tunnels are there things specific that you built into dev tunnels to support those scenarios with microsoft teams development or sharepoint development with those two were there specific things you had to add i'm just intrigued to see was our development style that we're doing meant you had to modify yeah i think there are there are two things that i would touch on one is a feature called host header rewriting so that is um, useful for when you're um, let's say authenticating with AAD and you want to make sure that the request you're getting back to your local application doesn't appear as coming from, let's say like localhost. So you can actually choose which host header we send back to your application. So that was important for some of the sort of auth redirect scenarios. The second one is that we, um, we implemented our SDKs. So we have a native um, JavaScript SDK, which means that in scenarios such as like VS Code, you're able to host and connect tunnels without needing some sort of third, some sort of additional binary that's running that you're sort of piping traffic to. So, so I don't have to open terminal, connect to the tunnel, alt tab back to VS Code and then write my code. You're saying I can bundle that all together if I'm an extension writer or something. Exactly. Um, or even as an extension writer, you don't even need to like make out of out of proc calls to some other binary somewhere. You can actually host and connect tunnels directly from your extension. Oh, wow. So then I guess the scenario, which also comes up a lot, is forgetting to turn it off and then wondering why nothing works on your machine because it <laughs> swallowed your local host. So if you're not in a running state in BS, then technically the dev tunnels aren't running on your machine. Yes, exactly. Ah, interesting. There you go. You're just full of pros this morning for <laughs> dev scenarios. <laughs> And don't laugh, Paul. I know you've done it too. Oh, I, I've, over the years, I've done it all, right? I'm yeah. not ashamed to say I've broken more things than I fixed, I swear, right? But, exactly. <laughs> um, but that host header bit is is interesting because if if I, in production, if I'm running in Azure Front Door or some type of, of CDN or load balancer, sometimes headers are important. So do I have complete flexibility? I can say in this tunnel, use these headers all the time or, or is that... Is that, is that a feedback I should put in the, in the GitHub repo? <laughs> so that's definitely um, an, addi- an, an additional feature that um, I would say um, post a GitHub issue for. Um, but we do support um, choosing whether your host header is displayed as like localhost 
or coming from the DevTunnels uh, URL. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. And then, so the, the only thing that I, I don't hear out of the box right now is some type of built-in VS Code experience. Is that coming? Is that a opportunity for a developer to build one? Any thoughts around that? Yeah, so we're right now we're more focused on the VS and CLI experiences, but we are super um, keen to make sure that DevTunnels is available where wherever developers are. So that is something that um, if we do hear feedback on it, will be something that we potentially explore for the future. Yeah, because because from what I remember, there was there, like in Visual Studio, there's a, a window I can open that has a list of my tunnels to show the status of them, right? Yes. So something similar in VS Code, I'm sure would be helpful, especially if folks are doing, well, either webhook development or SignalR or something. So yeah, awesome. So again, okay, awesome. Awesome. So then if we can just recap then the, your GitHub repo for questions or issues or requests is what? So it's github.com slash Microsoft slash dev dash tunnels. Excellent. Excellent. How long did it take to come up with that name? It's a very cool name. I When I saw it, I immediately knew what it meant. Microsoft has this habit of like coming up with these abstract names that we're like, what is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, as someone on the outside, I would say Microsoft has this uncanny knack of using the same noun to describe multiple things. So now yeah. you don't know what exactly you're talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> and by the way, it's Entra now, not Azure AD. So <laughs> that, that announcement came out this week. It's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you both for coming. I really appreciate this. I'm sure that folks uh, will love having the the first party experience on this. And like I said, I, I've already uh, I've kicked the tires, and it's nice to see the especially the CLI is going to be helpful because I can just bundle that into a gulp task or something like that, and then share it with my team, and no one has to, to worry about it. So great to see. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us on today. I would just add that um, we're really looking for feedback from folks. So please try it out and let us know via GitHub issues. Awesome. Thanks for your time, folks. This is awesome. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at m365devpodcast and check out our show notes at www.m365devpodcast.com. To help us spread the word, we'd really appreciate it if you could retweet our episode tweets and give us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks. 